Welcome to the Growth Circle Podcast. Discussing topics of personal growth, gathering stories of individuals embarked on the path to success, and most importantly, providing a platform for individuals that want to learn and grow. And now, here are your hosts, Jake Ingledew and John Mitchell. Do you have a property that is in rough condition, has tenant issues, or a project that never got finished? Then you need to contact Homelink Properties. This Springfield, Missouri-based company will give you a fair cash offer on your property, completely as is, the same day you reach out. If you're an investor, Homelink Properties can also put your house in front of hundreds of cash buyers so that you too can quickly sell your property. Give them a call today, 417-295-0723. What's up guys? Welcome to another episode of the Growth Circle Podcast. Uh, Today is an interesting day because uh, John Mitchell, I almost said John Smith. (laughs) I don't even know a (laughs) John Smith. John Mitchell is out of town um, right now. So I've got a different uh, co-host with me today, uh, Lincoln. And I always butcher your last name. So Amstutz. I said it right. Amstutz. I was going to say, you got it. Uh, So he's my co-host today and he's a stud. So I'm glad to have him on. So thanks for joining us, man. Hey, glad to be here. And and today's guest is uh, a friend of mine, Colton Olson, and he's going to share his journey in starting a mobile detailing business and uh, leaving his W-2 job and going full force, which uh, with this business, which I knew was uh, a a big leap for him. And uh, so I'm excited for him to share his story because he's a a pretty new entrepreneur. So uh, Colton, take it away. Give us a brief bio of of yourself and how you got to where you're at. Yeah. So... um I'm Colton, and uh, I've always been the kind of dude that went against the grain with everything, and uh, I've never been one that really enjoys working a nine-to-five for the man, so I kind of wanted to uh, step out of that and do my own thing, be my own boss. Cool. So what were you doing before you started the mobile detailing business? Tell us a little bit about what you were doing, and then like what got you interested in even wanting to start a business. So I was a semi-truck diesel mechanic and that was good for a few years but i've pretty much capped out on money as far as i mean i'm gonna make as much as i'll ever make doing that so it was long hours early mornings late nights constantly away from family 70 hours a week and just busting it and i got sick of it and so I told myself there's got to be more to life than this, right? So that's kind of what got me to step away from that. And um, I thought to myself, what are, what is something I could do business-wise? And I'd been cleaning cars for friends and family for years. And so I was like, maybe I should start cleaning cars again. And uh, here we are. And here you are. So what did that process look like? Because uh, – you didn't obviously we know didn't jump right into doing the mobile detailing. Uh, how did you get it started? Like what did that process look like? And then when did you know that you're like, man, I can leave my job and go full force with this thing. So it, I was, when I was working at the shop, instead of putting in those 60, 70 hour weeks, I cut back and scaled back to the standard 40. And whenever my boss was like, Hey man, can you come in? I was like, no, 
that's it. Nope. 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 I'm, I'm capped out. So I did my standard 40, and then uh, with them it was working four days a week. So that gave me an extra three days, right? Right. So um, I didn't work Sundays, but that left um, Mondays and Tuesdays because I was working Wednesday through Saturday at the time. So that left me Monday and Tuesday to go detail. And um, I did that last year, just two days a week. And it just blew up like I couldn't believe. And I was getting so many customers, even in December, January, and February, which are winter months, and you'd think there's no detailing. There's detailing. <laughs> right. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I like always. my vehicle clean when it's like, even in the winter, because you get all that grime and like mm-hmm. salt and stuff from the, the ice melt. Like, right. There's always something. And this time of year, it's the rain that's constant. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, it seems like it's such a great industry as well because it's just more and more people always want to clean their cars. It, you know, I imagine, yeah, you can always be busy. And I don't know if it's because of the pandemic or what, but since I am mobile, that just exploded my business like more than I could ever imagine. So, yeah, it's kind of crazy to me that people are doing the brick and mortar mobile or not mobile, (laughs) the brick and mortar detailing businesses. Cause, uh, I don't know. I feel like if you're going to do that, just go to a car wash. I, maybe I'm maybe I'm crazy, but like if I want a mobile detail done, I want them to come to wherever I'm at. Right. If you're wanting to go out, yeah, you, you know, it seems like you're going to be more active doing it yourself. But if you just want it done, the mobile makes sense because they're, you know, it's a full service. They're coming right to you. It's simple and easy. And you're not wasting two hours or whatever of your time watching them detail it at their shop or mm-hmm. whatever, or whatever, yeah. or, or dropping it off. That's or, the future of it and, for sure. <clears throat> Sometimes details take a couple days, to be honest, depending on the severity of the vehicle. And um, I've cleaned your van before, Jake. And don't tell people that's the worst one you've done. <laughs> that was the one that took multiple days. My, no. my kids are uh, messy. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, Jake's wife really enjoyed being able to stay home with the kids and not have to go anywhere. So that was pretty cool. And I hear that all the time with other moms that I clean for. So, so let's talk about the process of starting a, a detailing business. Cause I know a lot of people that are probably listening to this are wanting to start a business or, or have started. They just want some practicality of the business side of stuff. What did that process look like with you? Because I mean, you've been a diesel mechanic, right? So you had no, I'm sure you had no idea how to get this going. Like what did you do to get the information and, and how did that process go for you? Well, uh, I kind of watched your business a little bit and and tried to model some of the ideas from that. I know pest control and, and uh, detailing are service based, but they're different. So I couldn't I couldn't full out um, copy everything. But there are some heavy hitter detailers on YouTube and on TikTok, and I sat there and watched YouTube videos and TikTok videos forever until. <laughs> I saw what everybody was doing and I was like, man, this is, this is doable. And so then I got in touch with some of the people that created your LLC and, um, talked to them and they told me what it was going to take. And, and the majority of it's not hard. It's just coming up with the money to do so. And at the time we were debt free. And so we got a tax return and I'm like, I'm taking that tax return. And I'm going to start a business. 
And so we paid for the LLC and then I went and bought a shop, uh, a shop vac, a power washer and just some of the essential stuff. And I mean, I was starting for less than a thousand bucks. And so to start a business, that's pretty good. Yeah. That's super cheap. That's super low barrier to entry on on that, on that end. But yeah, you started by, Hey, let's, uh, this is something I've done before, you know, in the past for some people I'm interested in, let's do some research. Let's see what's out there and just absorb that content first. And then, okay, Hey, this is what I need to get. Let's just go and buy it and kind of put your foot in the door automatically. And then, you know, you kind of go from there. That's what I love about service-based businesses though, is that the, the barrier to entry is so low. It's like, it's not rocket scientists or rocket science. Like a lot of times it, it can seem overwhelming because you're like, well, I don't know how to, uh, I don't know how to do LLCs. I don't know how to do insurance. I don't know how to do da 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 But if you just do, okay, well, what's the one thing I know how to do? Well, mm-hmm. okay. In his case, he said he's been doing cars for people, for family for a long time. Well, I know how to clean cars and and detail a car. Okay, well, that's one thing I can do to get started. So then you just start doing that for people and getting money. And then you're like, okay, well, what's the next thing that I know how to do? And just kind of keep working. And if you get to a part where you don't know how to do it, like, well, who do I know that knows how to do the thing that I don't know how to do so that I can do the thing? (laughs) Right, right. And don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm going on year two in business and there's still a bunch of stuff I have no clue about. And so... Um, I know how to clean cars, but (laughs) yes, but that could have, you know, it could have stopped you from jumping out and just going for it. If you were like, okay, well I need to fully understand every little thing and every chemical on what surface. And I need to get all my websites and all this advertising up and, you know, apparel, like, you know, you could have hindered yourself and not went for it by thinking all the way to the very end of what a detailing company could be. Instead, you just kind of took that first step, like Jake said. And then you just kind of grow from that. And that's, I mean, that's a key part of growing a business right there. Well, yep. a lot of times too, people like with startups, they, you, you almost have to do the research first, right? Like to start prepping yourself a little bit, but people can either, they either don't do that first step or they get stuck in it. Um, analysis paralysis where they don't take action. Uh, I know for me, like for real estate, like for years, I was like reading books, listening to videos, podcasts, um, looking at pro- well, actually I was taking action, I guess. So I was looking at properties, but I had no, I was like not even ready. Um, not even willing to take the leap. Cause I was like a little bit afraid, but finally like did it. And I'm glad I did. Cause that's, that's how you really learn is like, just, just do it. Go for it. <laughs> yeah. The other thing that, uh, kind of inspired me to keep going, even though, cause there was times I was like, what am I doing, man? I don't even know if I'm going to make money at this. I can't guarantee a steady income, the whole nine yards, but I'm a big Steve Harvey fan. (laughs) He's got some good stuff. Pretty much, if you watch any of his stuff, he says that he started from the projects and he went homeless and bankrupt and the whole nine yards. And now he's worth like, I don't know, something crazy like $24 million. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And basically what he says is just when you think you're going to give up, keep going. And he says... You got to jump. One of his analogies is about parachutes. He says, you got to jump and take the leap and get that parachute to open up for you. He says, but if you don't ever jump, that parachute's never going to open. Yeah. So you've already failed without jumping. Yeah. So I kind of took that into perspective. Like, yeah, I could play it safe and sit here on the bank and just watch everything happen and continue in my nine to five or... I can take this leap 
not knowing what's going to happen. And it could turn out to be a dud or it could turn out to be something awesome. But I'll never know if I don't try. Exactly. And that's what I think a lot of people go through life like that. They're like, uh, oh, I want to do this or I have this dream or this this thing I want to try or do. Um, but then fear always uh, keeps them from trying the thing. Right. But like and they'll say things like, you know, it's risky. But when I look at it, I'm like, it's riskier to not have tried and look back on your life with all these regrets because you didn't even step out and, and try things. Right. Right. That's the riskier side of things to not even go for it. Yeah. Yeah. I was curious, would you say, you know, cause you said you've done, you had done some detailing or car cleaning, you know, even previous to doing it full time. Have you kind of always been interested in business and, you know, entrepreneurial and looking for those opportunities or is it more something you've developed and grown in as you've started a business? I think, I think back to high school when me and my buddy used to go clean our cars after high school and I think I always wanted to be a business owner, but never knew how. And I always had that, that mindset of like, Oh, you got to have tons of money to start a business, but that that's high school me. Right. So, uh, for all the listeners, I just want everybody to know that no matter what business you want to start, it is possible. Anything is possible. There's, there's, there's an avenue to get you there. You just got to try. Um, but yeah, I think I think it started early on. Just didn't know how to do it. Mm-hmm. So, well, what about all the people that are already doing mobile detailing, or what about all the people that are already doing pest control? It's so saturated. Like, how mm-hmm. often do you hear that? A lot. Uh, that's that's something too. That's like, well, yeah. So if it works, that means you should try it. Like, if it's saturated, it's because it works. Yes. So. You can still be in the market that's saturated. Right. What's one thing you can do better, whether it's your marketing, your logo, your branding, your customer service, or just simply answering the dang phone because people <laughs> don't even answer the, the phone in today's world. Uh, it's like you can do little things to set yourself apart. So, I have a uh, mentor. His name is Myron. He's a detailer up in uh, the Tri-Cities area of Washington. That's like Kennewick. Um, he like took the population of the United States and divided it by how many cars, yada, yada, and how many detail shops are across the U S and mobile detailers included. And he said, I can't remember the numbers, but it was something crazy. Like that's like 800 customers per detailer. So (laughs) that's plenty to go around. Yeah. What's so let's, I'm just out of curiosity. I'm going to do math right here on the podcast. So what's your, what would you say your average ticket prices for uh average car average car you're looking at 250 to 280 so there. so let's just say 250 uh and you and if it's somebody that's how frequent are they are they usually like once a month once a quarter i'm seeing return customers about every six weeks every six so. weeks okay so two 250 times 800 customers well shoot you just do it one time that's two hundred thousand dollars in revenue in one year like right yeah. Right. There's room. There's yeah, always room. I mean, exactly. Yeah. Even even if a market seems saturated, there's right. those little things you can do to give yourself that edge. And everybody, you know, can start. You know, like you did. You, you kind of start with the people you know and your friends and family, and then you know they talk to the people that they know, and and it, and it spreads from there. And if it's not working, you'll 
figure that out pretty early on. But yeah. obviously, with those you know with those numbers, there's there's room out there. I do want to note though, if it's if like your business isn't growing, sometimes it's not just because it doesn't work. Like it might be a lack of effort. And the reason why I say this is just because I know some people um, that have started businesses, um, but they think that the leads are just going to come to them. It's like, well, what are you doing to go get those leads? Like you, it, you don't just start a business and all of a sudden it just starts coming in. So you got to like do something. Right. How have you been able to grow your business? Like what was some of the things that you, you do? And I know you're still, you're still young, but you're still growing. Like what has brought in a lot of the traffic for you? Honestly, it's just going above and beyond on my details. Like I have received feedback about other detailers in the area and they're like, we've used them and we're giving you a try. And then afterwards they're like, you're like doing things that they didn't do. And I'm like, that's what I'm here for. That's what we do. That's how we do it. (laughs) My, uh, my motto, uh, in my business has always been exceed expectations and I am driven to continue that. And honestly, that's how I've grown my customer base is just going above and beyond what anybody else is doing. And my first year in business was rough because nobody knew about me. Nobody knew about my business. And so getting the name out there was difficult, but it's now I'm getting phone calls left and right. Like, Hey, so-and-so, told me you cleaned his car about a year ago you want to come do mine and yeah sure that's awesome so what like when did you know it was time to make the transition because like i know you were doing the the mobile detailing part-time or like every monday tuesday or whatever right and uh, you were starting to get where you were booked out like a couple weeks out when did you know that you like okay i need to cut back hours from my job or just like completely like i'm done with my job peace and hop so I was uh, trying to watch the the flow of how many customers I was getting in at a time. And I was staying pretty consistent about two weeks out being booked to a month out being booked. And right now I'm booked. Till and people June. were willing to wait that long to get their car done? Yeah. Like right now I'm booked. Let's see. What's today? The 18th. Uh-huh. I'm booked till June 8th. Wow. Wow. So Yeah. So, yeah. Full schedule. Yeah. So, so let's let's talk about that for a minute, though. So if you're booked out that far, like, what's your next? Like, what do you? What's your next step? Because, and Lincoln, I think you could maybe talk a little bit to this because you've started a lawn care business and you're like one of the top wholesalers in Springfield, mm-hmm. if not the top wholesaler. The top. The yeah. Top, that's the right. top. The top. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> wholesaler in Springfield. Uh, like when you get into that situation where you're like, I'm so far booked out. What's the next? What's the next step? Have you thought about that? Yeah, so um, I have had to turn customers away, Uh and nobody likes doing that. I mean, it's kind of a good problem, but at the same time, it's not good. Right. But um, kind of my next step is to get another mobile vehicle set up, and I'm not ready to do that yet, but I'd like to get another mobile vehicle and put another guy in it and send Mm -hmm. him out. So I, uh, I'm going to put you on the spot. I know that we're, <laughs> we're doing this live, but I'm just brainstorming with you. Cause one thought that I had is like, well, what if you brought somebody on to be with, with you right. on a job? And so then that cut that job, let's say by half. So you're able to do, um, X amount more vehicles per day. 
So then you're not so far out. Right. Cause that would be a cheaper. Cause I know like for me, I don't know, maybe Lincoln, you'll talk to this a little bit too. But like for me, it was super hard to make that first hire because you're like, Oh, the expense or even buying that next vehicle. Cause you're like, dude, the extra expense, the extra, right. this, the extra. So, uh, that's a hard thing to like overcome. Right. Right. And it's figuring out what, what's, what would be most beneficial. Yeah. Is it just, okay, let's get a whole nother yeah, uh, vehicle and another person on that. Or is it, yeah, let's just bring somebody on with me first and then, you know, they can grow into that spot. Is that something you've thought about yeah. um, as the next step? Uh, yeah. I've, I've played both scenarios out yeah. in my head and I'm still on the fence on which one to do, but yeah. Well, it's, it's like you said, it's a good problem to have. I mean, right. when you're running a business, you're always going to have problems. There's going to be issues, things you have to work through, but it's, it's all about getting better problems. Yeah. Um, you know, as I've heard it said, you know, you're, you're going to have them, but you want to have, you know, the bigger and better problems. And you, instead of, well, I don't have any work. What am I going to do today? It's, I have too much work. What am I going to do today? Yeah. And you're kind of at that spot where you get to, you know, kind of strategize and figure out what makes the most sense and grow even more. I, uh, just thinking about that situation, if, and don't like, you'll have to think on it cause you know, what's best for your business. But if I was in your situation, cause I'm all about being lean, I love being lean, especially when you're first starting out, I would probably hire somebody to be with me. So then you can properly train them the way you want them to. Right. And, and at first it might slow you down a little bit. Um, but then it will start cutting the time down because he'll understand your process of how to do things. So then you'll be able to get more vehicles done faster. And then if it starts like you're able to pump out more vehicles and he's got it down, then that's when you're like, all right, dude, let's get you a truck or 1099 that person, they use their own vehicle and you just hook them up with equipment or, or something like that. That's probably the route I would go. Sure. Cause I did something similar with my pest control guys. I was like, we put them on 1099s at first. But anyways, and that's going back to our first discussion when we first started this podcast is I don't really know what I'm doing. And so <laughs> when it comes to hiring somebody, I don't, I don't know anything about setting up a W nine or anything for them. Yeah. So, yeah, well, that's what I, that's why I was so excited to bring you on is because like, you don't like, you don't know, like you don't know what you don't know when you're like, as an entrepreneur, as you're learning, like I've only learned what I've learned because I've done it. Um, a couple times, you know, or else I wouldn't know it. So, right. yes. Yeah. Especially yeah, when it comes to hiring and employees bringing that on, it's, it's a whole new, you know, mental switch and another, I'm, big I'm still step. learning that. Right. Good no, I mean, I'm, I'm right in the midst of it. It's like, because yeah, it's another person that you're now responsible for that, you know, you need to have the ability to, you know, uh, pay them and, and bring in more money because of that. It, so it's just a, yeah, another level there. That, and there's the worry of uh, today's work ethic, right? Yeah. So yeah, kids these it's days. a big one. And, and nationwide, everybody's worrying about that. I uh, I probably shouldn't say this on the podcast because this is like where I get my people. Uh, and one of them I actually got from Lincoln. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I like to look for young people that haven't had enough job experience to where they can, you know, uh, get handouts from the government. Um, but they're not interested in going to college, but they're willing to work. Mm. Those are like the best people. Those just like younger, hungry people, like college age, just out of high school. Like I love recruiting those kind of people. 
Right, right. You can you can teach a lot of things. You you know you can teach the skills of detailing and you know even customer interaction and a lot of that. But you can it's hard. It's much harder to teach hard work and just a solid work ethic. So that I mean that's a big thing. Is can you look for that type of person that is ready to work and hustle and make it happen? And then you know they're te- a teachable person as well that can learn the skills that are needed, of course. So let's talk a little bit about like what it looks like to start a mo- mobile detailing business because like. Are you just like writing down, calling people and writing down their address and going to their house and doing it? Or like how, what's that process look like of scheduling? Like what are you using? Uh, Stuff like that. So again, I kind of looked at what other detailers were doing and Uh I found a app that um, detailers are using called Mobile Tech RX. And basically you can create invoices on it. You can schedule people on it. And you can even like, you can even put your detailing packages on there. And so like when you create an invoice, it's just a quick click of the button and it loads that package onto the invoice. And then you can email your clients from there. I mean, it's just all around awesome with um, communicating. Now, I still have a binder that's got a calendar that I carry with me. That way, if I'm at a client's house and I receive a phone call, I can look real quick and hey. Oh, gotcha. So that's, that's cool. Cause like, I know this, this is another reason why I like service-based businesses is a lot of guys are still not up with the times with some of the tech that you can use. People are starting to use more of like, you know, the apps, the CRMs. Um, but they still are not like up with times. You got these guys that are like really rough looking beat up trucks, like are doing the actual, like where they're just penciling in the schedule and it just doesn't seem professional. Um, and they'll like forget appointments and stuff like that. Won't be able to answer the phone because they're out in the field and, and whatnot. So it's like super important to have those systems in place, um, from the, from the get go. So it sounds like you're using a scheduling system. Um, what are you, what are you doing as far as, are you doing anything to get more leads or is it all just referral base? So, um, I am using, um, a guy to do all my marketing and he actually created my website and uh, I pay him each month to do all my leads on Google and on Facebook. And the guy is phenomenal. Yeah, so. that's that's excellent that yeah you went and you hired him because I feel like that's one thing people are just so, you know, they don't they don't want to advertise. They don't want to spend the money to bring in new leads. They just, you know, they want to talk or keep it really cheap. But you just you're like, hey, let me find some guy that knows what he's doing that has those skills already pay him to do it. And you know, he's got the setup. for. And you. how did you feel comfortable with hiring that guy? Because like, uh, you'll hear it out there like, Oh, marketing people are, are shysters or scammers. And how do you know you're getting a return on your investment? Like what made you feel comfortable? And how do you know that it's like working? So I was a little nervous to use him at first because I'll be honest, he was a little bit steep in price, mm-hmm. but I was just like, look, I need to get my name out there. And I'll try it for a few months and see how it works out. Well, uh, to kind of give you a little side story, uh, about a month ago, my dad passed away. And I called him and said, hey, uh, family emergency, let's shut down all leads, all ads, everything. Because I don't need to be getting phone calls while uh, dealing with this. Right. For about three weeks, I didn't receive a single phone call on my business. And that, that was mm. nice, especially when you're right. with being with family and right. 
But when I got back, I called him and said, hey, let's get everything back up and going. And my phone was off the hook. <laughs> wow. So you, so you knew. So I knew right there that um, what he was doing was working. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, the other reason why I want to bring that up because he, he's the guy I use. Uh, <laughs> and and, and uh, I want people to realize is like you don't have to have all the answers is go to people that have tried and true or tested these things out. Like you're, you, you're even doing, you're, you're basically copycatting some of what other mobile detailing people are doing. Well, that's okay to piggyback off those things. Don't reinvent the wheel. Uh, just try those things, but then just figure out what's your little flavor that can make you stand out that much more or one thing that you can do that's different that make you make right. you stand out or whatever. Right. Right. And it's, it's important because some people, you know, they, they can get stuck in, well, I need to just improve myself and my skills in every single area, whether it's, you know, the actual detailing itself or, you know, every detail of the marketing. But, you know, I've found that over time, it's so important to actually hone in and focus on your skills and what you're good at and, and those things. And that's what you're doing right now is, hey, you're detailing, you're, you're the best at that. People are calling you back to do more of it and you're going above and beyond let you know you're like hey let me find somebody to this other aspect that's really not you know in my full wheelhouse that somebody else can do maybe a little bit better and then i'll focus in on this and and obviously that's what's helped grow the business even more than getting stuck in the weeds of having to do every single thing yeah for sure i i think uh i don't know if it's because i'm uh lazy or lack of confidence but i love uh delegating outsourcing stuff like accounting was not i didn't do good in accounting in college but uh, that's another story, but I think it's because they didn't relate it to actual real world business anyhow. Uh, but I instantly, I was like, I knew I was going to outsource that payroll outsource, you know, uh, all that kind of stuff. Right. And it's, it's so worth it. Cause you get to stay in your lane and focus on what you're good at. Right. Um, it, it makes it so much easier. Yes. Yeah. So I'm glad you said that Lincoln. I, I don't do any of my bookkeeping. I pay somebody to do that. I don't do any of my taxes. I pay somebody to do, to do that. And marketing and website stuff, I pay somebody to do, to do that as well. So same here. Yes. Yep. No. I. That's. I'm always looking outward. You know, kind of what what can I move next to to you know another position for somebody else to take care of and kind of a question with that. What what would you say is the next step? Is it another hire because you're busy, or is there another part of the business you'd like to outsource? So, I'm uh I'm kind of at a crossroads with that. So. As I said before, I'd like to get another mobile unit or maybe another guy to join me. But at the same time, I uh, just got certified in paint corrections and ceramic coatings. Well, that kind of requires a shop. So I'm like, man, do I get into a shop? Because I'll be honest, the money's more into the ceramic coatings than it is really? vacuuming mm. up fries from <laughs> Sure, so, for sure, yeah. So, is, is there a, enough a need in this area too for for that? Do you know? Um, I am seeing more of a need than I expected from mm -hmm. it. It's not re really a, a, a need. It's it's a luxury. Yeah, it's a but, yeah yeah. Uh, there's more people interested in it, I'll say, than what I thought. So, and maybe more. There's less competition in that space potentially. You know, maybe a few more right. detailers that you're competing with currently in what you're doing. But mm -hmm. if you get in that and kind of take that next step, opens up to potentially you know yeah. more people that you know that aren't getting service. Just another tool in your utility belt. So like cause, right, because the barrier to entry is so low. Everybody else is you know washing or vacuuming like. 
that's the easy part. Right. So would you slow down then on the detailing if you were to, to get into that side of the business or would that just be, Hey, keep the detailing full force and add that. So I'll tell you my, my, uh, big five to 10 year goal. And that's to have about three mobile units that go out and do all the vacuuming and the cleaning and the washing and everything. And then while I'm at the shop doing the paint corrections and the ceramic coatings. So I got my guys out and I'm at the shop. Right. Cool. So right. that, that helps narrow your focus then, right? Cause right. if that's your goal, then you know, like, okay, well, if that's my goal, what do I got to do to get towards that goal? So it might right. be to hold off on the shop and get a truck or a person. I don't know. I'm, I'm mm -hmm. just throwing that out there. Right. But yes, yeah, you got the end, end in mind, then you can reverse engineer it, work backwards. Okay. You know, that's in five, 10 years, you know, where do I need to be this year? Where do I need to be this month? And, and mm -hmm. yeah, having that in mind is, is huge. Yeah. So how many, uh, do you have a lot of reoccurring clients that are, uh, coming back? And, and if so, how many clients do you, are you servicing right now? Do you know? So I have a lot of reoccurring customers and some that I just picked up within this last year and I'd say I have a good I mean I say a lot but I probably have a good 10 to 12 reoccurring people yeah and I mean like that's a lot to me but it is but, a lot I mean yes. even like like we'll just pop out the calculator again real quick like you said even you said average let's say 250, right? Right. 250 times 12, and I don't know how recurring that is. That's already $3,000 a month. The, if they're if they're monthly. Well, these people want me like every 6 weeks. Every so. 6 weeks. So even so, I mean, right. Yeah, you're yeah. still there at 2,000 yeah. and and that's just from reoccurring and and then you have everything else you throw on top of that. I mean, th and that's what's nice is it's a business where you can just do one-offs and, and you know, find new people, but it's also something you can build in and have reoccurring to kind of expect, kind of know that they're going to be there. That helps when growing a business to to have that in mind. Yeah. I was curious when uh, you had talked earlier about looking at YouTube and TikTok for some of your resources and learning. Was there anything there like specifically that's, you know, a cool you know, trick of the trade or something that helped you on the business side um, that was unique that you didn't know before or something you've implemented through those sources? Well, uh, I'm not going to give away all my detailing secrets, yeah. but <laughs> <I can't do laughs> that. I'll just say this. Uh, Jake has said this with his own business, but it's the small things that make the big difference. And I have found that there are certain things you can do to a vehicle that's really easy, takes less than two minutes, and it's just mind-boggling for the clients. Mm -hmm. So goes a long way. Like, if you had a vehicle that had said small thing done and another vehicle that didn't have it done and you sat them ne right next to each other, anybody would notice. Really? Yeah. That big of a difference? Yes. Yeah, dude, it's the small so. things, man. Yes, yes. And well, and like you said, it's it's going above and beyond, and that's why you've, you know, even taken clients from, uh, you know, other detailers because, hey, you know, you've learned those things, and it, it pays off to to know those. So here's here's a simple one. I don't mind sharing this because it's, it's I see it all the time on TikTok. When you shampoo carpet, they make this little tool and you can put perfect stripes. Ah, uh, yeah, because people just like grass, oh, cutting grass. Yeah, people love yeah. stripes. It's true. So, whenever I shampoo carpet in a car, I'll lay the stripes down, and so when the client open opens up their doors, they're like, 
what good this drives. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right? It's just another reminder that, what, hey, this is, is fresh. What is about that this that's so aesthetically pleasing? Because <laughs> even like with grass, you're cutting grass, you think the same yeah. thing. You're like, oh, man, look at my yard. It's striped. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it's just one of those things that it's not necessary at all. It doesn't make the car any cleaner. But it takes mm-hmm. like two minutes. And it's mind-boggling. Yeah. For the, right. For well, the, it's, yeah. it's another. You know, they're they're looking at this. You know, they they're like, okay, we just got this clean. Let's let's take a look. And it just is another thing that solidifies. Oh wow, this is different than it was before. You know, you know, look at the stripes on on the carpet. It's yeah, those it's, little so, things. It's added value because a lot of times, like uh, this is what I've had struggles with with pest control because a lot of times they can't see what you're doing, right? Except for like if the bugs are gone. But like if it only takes you like say 15 minutes to get that done. They're like, well, you were only here for 15 minutes. Well, yeah, I, but I, I treated everything. So we've had to like think, well, what can we do to go above and beyond to really show to so they visually see the like added value? Um, yes. And that's that's hard. Right. Sometimes. Right. But yeah. That's cool. The visualization is, is a huge thing, obviously, in, in right. the detailing. That's everything. And, you know, feeling clean and such. Uh, yeah. For, for the customer. Yeah. So I know you're pretty much doing almost everything yourself, except you've outsourced your marketing, you've outsourced your payroll and taxes. Um, are you answering all the phone calls yourself too right now currently? Yes. Love so, it. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of stressful at times. Uh, it comes in waves because mm-hmm. sometimes I'll get maybe one call a day and then other days I'll get like 20. Yeah. And I'll have to stop vacuuming or washing a car, answer the phone real quick talk to them get back to detailing and sometimes it's just overwhelming just with all the all the traffic coming in uh-huh. and trying it's it's hard to be the business owner the secretary the operator yep. the whole nine yards um but i do manage to talk to everybody and um some people will just leave me a message and say, call me later and I'll call them later that uh-huh. night when I'm done. Do you, so do you have a voicemail that's set up that say, Hey, like if you called and I don't answer, I'm out in the field. I'll right. get back. Okay. That's what I figured. And then, uh, I also receive a ton of emails from Facebook ads and, uh, Google ads. And uh-huh. every night I try to answer each one of those so that people aren't waiting a whole lot, but I've, I'll be honest. I've had to uh, recruit my wife to answer emails. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. that's perfect. I did that a little bit at first too. Uh, that, that's, an, might be another higher potential higher than too. Cause like if that frees you up to do more of like detailing and you're not focusing on that anymore, I don't know. That's, that's a tough one. It's, yes. It's, it, 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 those are the, you know, the harder ones to give over maybe. Cause again, you want to be the person talking the first impression, mm-hmm. but you know, it, it, again, it can be something you train up over time. Lincoln. I'm just curious because I know you're kind of a big systems guy. Um, and this would be advice to me. Colton and our listeners, what, what are some, um, ways that you can systematize someone? Like if you were to bring somebody on, like what are, cause I know a lot of people have concerns like, well, they'll, they'll have all my information or they'll screw this up or yada, yada, yada. Like how right. can you mitigate some of that? Yes. Do you have any suggestions for that? Yes. Well, it, it all starts with, of course, finding the right person, somebody you trust and, letting know your kind of vision and and having them listen to the way you talk and the way you you know pick up answer calls and and just of course how you do you know go through that process but just writing it out very clear very simple um just step by step that way people have something to follow they're not guessing they're not you know stuttering and stumbling around 
and and you know they're reflecting you know you you know your company your vision and, and your goals there um, you know with the customer even though hey you know I'm not involved anymore hey I've given given them everything I can and set them up for success success yeah cool so what's so what's next for Colton uh, obviously we're talking about a hire and someday maybe getting a shop and and doing some of the uh, what is it, ceramic coating is that yep Cer- okay yep um, so basically my main focus right now is, uh, selling ceramic coatings. Um, cause like I said, that's where the money's at. Mm-hmm. And, um, basically the next step's just going to be hitting it hard. And, yeah. um, I've, I've detailed when it's a hundred degrees and I've detailed where the water on my pressure washer is freezing up. Uh-huh. So, yes. I mean, rain or shine. I'll be doing something. So, so what do you think? Um, I, I think it's important to like applaud you for your success so far, because I think a lot of times like we're like, Oh, well, we're not successful yet. We're not successful yet. Well, yeah, you are successful because not that many people start businesses and have clients and money coming in and are able to leave their W2 job to do this full time. Um, if you could give any advice to somebody that's wanting to get started at this point from the experiences you've had, what what would be some advice you'd give them? Uh, some advice I would say is uh, have yourself a little bit of um, money set aside for some cushion, and I have money. I had money set aside just in case, like I wasn't getting customers, and I had enough money there that I could pay my bills for a few months. Mm-hmm. And I would recommend doing that because you never know how it's going to work out. But um, I would just say knock down as much debt as you can save your money. And then once you're there, then I would say, take the leap, go for it. Yeah. What I love about your story is that I think everybody, if, especially if you're a W2 job and you've, and if you've been interested in business or whatever, start a side hustle because you just never know what can, if it fails. Oh, well, you still got your W2 job or whatever, but start a, start a side hustle. Cause look at, I mean, look at you, dude, like you started a side hustle that is now your full-time, you know, I'll, business. I wasn't going to say this, but I'll, I'll say this to encourage listeners working two days a week last year. I brought in 20 grand. <laughs> wow. Two days a week from the mobile detailing. Yes. Not Let's bad. go <laughs> 20 yes. grand working two days a week. So yeah. two days a week. I mean, how many, how many people, cause let's say you work a Monday through Friday, you have Saturday and Sunday, you bust your butt or even say, say, uh, I know I'm really big on church and family on Sunday. So say you don't do that just Saturday, cut that in half. That's 10 grand extra a month just by working a Saturday. Or, or that year. Right. right. Then, then you can stockpile that and start, you know, investing into the business to help it grow more and. Jeez. Yes. And, and the other advice I would give, uh, and I got this advice from you to people who maybe are looking to start a business or already running a business, use your clients as a booster to get your business going as far as like having them leave reviews and stuff like that. Because I've only been up and I'm on my second year and I'm a I have 32 five stars on Google right now. Mm. And I've looked at mobile detailing and there's like maybe a couple guys that got like maybe five reviews and they're not all five stars. Like just we, like super low. Right. 
Yes, that's that's a huge thing nowadays. People want to, again, work with people they trust and that they feel confident in that this is going to go well. And yeah, you've got that online presence. People are leaving good reviews. You're taking advantage of the customers you have instead of just, all right, yep. move on to the next. No, let me maximize this. That's right. how I was able to grow my pest control business. And I've told you, Colton, before. I don't know if I've told Lincoln, but that's how I was able to grow my pest control business so quickly is that I did just like what Colton did, went above and beyond on the service when I was doing everything, went above and beyond. And then anytime at the end when I was collecting payment, I asked them if they would like and share me on Facebook, if they were on Facebook. So I was getting another word of mouth out and leave me a Google review. And that just super simple. And right. I just try to consistently do that right. and you'll just start growing really quick. So between my 32 five stars and uh, me having a website and the guy I paid to run my website and marketing, like if you were to type in mobile detailers near me on onto your Google, I'm the first business to pop up. If you're in the Springfield area, yeah, they're like, mobile. they're like, dude, we're in, te- they're like in Texas. <laughs> Where is he? For, I don't he know. said he'd be here. Uh, Hawaii. No, that, that, that's huge though, to, to be the first yeah. on there. I mean, in, in anything, but especially, you know, competitive space like that, that just, you know, it shows that, hey, he's putting in the work on the advertising. You're obviously doing a good job to get those reviews and get up there. Uh, yeah, I think you, you can't say enough about having good customer reviews. And uh, another thing that, uh, I did was I started making TikTok videos of all the cars that mm-hmm. I was doing and my marketing guy was taking some of those TikTok videos and blasting them across Facebook and I've even had clients they're like dude I see all your videos like 3 times a day hmm. and I was like well good that's <laughs> <laughs> what we want that's yeah we want. that's perfect that's so, perfect that's awesome again that's why I love service based businesses is because it's a low barrier to entry and to really to get it scaling and going, it just that's it. Go above and beyond, and then ask for the reviews. Yes, that's, I mean really that's it. And repeat. And then be repeat. consistent with yeah. it. Yeah, it's crazy. Right. How do you how do you structure your time now? Because you were working, you know, way over the you know the forty hours a week um, with your previous job. It sounds like um, you know sixty seventy hour weeks sometimes. Do you just work 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 because you, you have all this you know all these customers coming wanting this done or you cap yourself off at a certain point now now that you have that time flexibility and freedom so i'm actually trying to refine my schedule a little bit because right now uh i'm only able to do about two cars a day and i'd like to be able to get to where i'm doing three but the problem and this is my problem is i'll schedule somebody in willard and then my next car for the day is in Nixa. Mm. So there's that drive time that's eating up a lot of time. So what I'd like to do, and I'm working on this, is to uh, set it up to where this is my Nixa day. Yeah. This is my Ozark day. And just kind of optimize the route. Right. Um, and I think I'd be able to squeeze in three cars a day if I did it that yeah, way. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. Right. Right. Uh, just out of curiosity, do you know, does your uh, software that you use, does it have a route optimization thing on it? it? No. Okay. I'm just curious. So yeah. that no. might be something to think about. Yeah. So, but right now, I mean, you could just do like, just schedule it like how you said. Yeah. That's cool. But uh, I picked up some customers in the last month and they have like boats and jet skis and ATVs and trucks and cars and everything. And they're like, how about you just schedule a day for me and you come do everything? 
Yes. And I'm like, You're like okay. hey, that works. That works. Knock them all that out at be, once. That'd be dope. So yeah, multiple vehicles. Like uh, yesterday, for instance, I have a client that uh, I do her Escalade every six weeks, and uh, she wanted me to come clean her John Deere tractor. So I cleaned <laughs> like, the third time. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm like, right? Never done a tractor, but here we go. Yeah. So that's sweet. Well, we're going to hop in. We're running short on time here. We're going to hop into the last segment of our podcast. Um, and uh, I don't have the script with me, so hopefully I can get these questions off the top of my head. I know Lincoln doesn't know them, so I'm probably going to have got to it. Ask, you got it, ask all three of them. <laughs> uh, but we call it the final three. So uh, first question is, is what's the most recent book you've read and what's one thing you've learned from it? So the most recent book I read was called... Uh, Think Like a Success, Act Like a Success by Steve Harvey. And the one thing I read from that was that the key to success is mindset. Yeah. And like his whole, the whole book's about changing your mindset from negative Nancy to just always being positive and seeing the good in every opportunity and and he said, once you get to a certain point in your success, your thoughts change to how can I help others? And so that mindset also helps you yeah, become successful. Because so. wherever you add value, the money will follow. Right. So that's so. cool. Uh, second question, and I might get these out of order, uh, but what is uh, one of the greatest piece of advice you've been given? I think that's my third question normally, but we'll roll with it. Greatest piece of advice. Well, um, I'd have to say it'd be from my grandpa. He, he told me when I was in high school, he said, anything hard or difficult is worth doing. <laughs> That's true. So, it's the truth. Yeah. It's the truth. Yeah. It's something that others aren't willing to do, but if you right. get in there and do it, create value. Last question. Uh, I think it's supposed to be the second question, but, uh, what is one principle you strive to live your life by? Hard work. I mean, that's period, hard work, period. Yes, that's all it needs to be. That's all it needs to be. (laughs) Yes. So I'm not afraid of work. Cool. Cool. Well, thanks for coming on. This has been a blast. And and Lincoln, thanks for being the co-host. Hey, thank you Uh, for having me. I I forgot to mention, I should probably say that if you want to check out Lincoln's story, we've done a couple recordings with you, actually. Yes. Look back in our earlier episodes. Colton, this has been awesome. Thanks for coming on, man. We've been meaning to get you on, so this is cool. We finally got you on. Yeah, it's been exciting, and thank you guys for having me. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the Growth Circle Podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. In the meantime, connect with Jake and John on Instagram at Jake Engledew and at John underscore the underscore builder. Until next time.